Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Hello, Let's Get Vulnerable listeners. I have some exciting news for you. Right now, there are limited spots available in the ESL Relationship Program. This program is designed to take you from your current attachment style and move you to a securely attached woman who is attracting the kind of relationship that you deserve a healthy relationship, somebody that you can grow and build with. But most importantly, it is designed to take you to the version of you who loves herself and knows how to show up unapologetically in dating and life and to have fun dating. So make sure that you apply to the program as soon as possible as spots are incredibly limited. Use the link in my Instagram bio. It says apply now. You can also find the link in the show notes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have with us an incredibly brave and vulnerable past client of mine. She is a PhD student. Her name is Brenda. You all will love her. She is someone who really showed up in the program and did the work. And she's here to kind of share with us her journey and what she learned from it. So, so excited to talk with you, Brenda. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. This is super exciting for me too. Yay. (laughs) And we, okay, we are potentially putting this on YouTube. So let's tell our YouTube viewers what happened on your forehead. (laughs) So last night I fell asleep with my cat on the couch and I woke up startled and I startled him and he pounced off of my forehead and gave me a big scratch. So that's what that's about. If you're watching it on YouTube. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Cat. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. I forgave him. Good. Good. Well, I think it would be so helpful to people if you could share a little bit about kind of where you were at before the program and like, what was it that really motivated you to apply and then do, do this work? Right. So I am 31 years old and I had just turned 31 when I, a friend of mine told me about your podcast and I had gotten out of a relationship that was very much an emotional roller coaster. And this had been the trend of my relationships for most of my twenties, um, getting super close really quickly, riding this roller coaster and then having it crash. Right. So this was the, the rhythm. And I also had noticed that I had never taken the time to grieve any of these 
quote unquote failed relationships, right? It was like, I was just trying to fill that void for companionship and for the feeling of wholeness um, with another person. And I started listening to your podcast and I heard about your program and I got in touch with Haley who asked me some questions and I had just started seeing someone around the time that I started the program. And so it was just a great time to try to implement these new skills that I was learning. And I just felt like I'm, I'm a smart person. Like, why can't I figure this out? You know, like I can figure out every other aspect of my life, but yet this relationship piece just is so elusive to me. (laughs) Yeah. This whole like, wow, you're very accomplished. You're incredibly good at what you do. Incredibly intelligent, successful career wise, you know, good friendships, family, et cetera. And then this romantic relationship piece, just not falling into place how you want Right, right. And I had read a little bit about attachment theory before I mm-hmm. um, listened to your podcast and was actively reading that book called Attachment and um, or Attached and um, had never realized that I was an anxiously attached person and that this is why I had these very sudden intense attachments with people, some who were equally anxiously attached and some who were avoidant, which were the ones I tended to attract more. Um, and who my last relationship, I realized was probably more of an avoidant person, but I realized that in a sense, I gave myself permission to forgive myself for being that way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and because after about 12 years of dating <laughs> and not feeling like anything is sticking you start to wonder if there's something wrong with you and you start to feel like I'm the problem, you know? Mm. And, uh, and after learning about attachment theory, I realized like, these are just things that developed in me and in my brain as a result of the way that I grew up that are not my fault. And Mm. now I can have the tools to at least be aware of them. This is so huge. And I think this is an important shift for so many people listening of understanding that whatever your past relationship patterns or current, that it's just coping on getting your needs met. And we have ways of coping that work and ways that don't. But when you do the same thing over and over and you realize you're not getting that result that you want, that's when you go, okay, something needs to change. And then that's where the internal work comes in. And and for you, Brenda, do you feel like you knew that you always wanted a relationship? Was it something you kind of like pretended not to really want or you've known that you've always wanted it? I've wanted a relationship since, I mean, I was 15 years old. Oh, <laughs> you know? I mean, I did peace in your life. Yeah. And yeah. it's always been something that I've wanted and that I've dreamt about. And being someone who grew up in a small town, like when I was 18, I thought for sure I'll be married by the time I'm 25. Like I might even have a couple kids by then. 
That and I'm was 31 and I'm single. <laughs> that was me in Montana. I was like, well, I'll just have the house with the white picket fence and the three kids and the husband probably by age 24, 25. Like it was just, you just thought it was just going to somehow happen. Right. I don't know how we got that idea, but <laughs> I want to yeah. go back and tell young girls, like it may not happen that way and that's okay. Right. And that's okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then you took the leap of joining. What was that like for you to join? Were you nervous? Were you unsure? Or what was the experience of committing and deciding to go all right. in? I, um, I was actually surprised at the cost because I listened to your podcast recently about why you charge what you charge. And Mm -hmm. it made so much sense to me because it was a a bit of a leap, right? To be like, okay, I'm going to invest this much. Um, But it really resonated with me that I need to invest in myself. And this was a particularly nagging and frustrating part of my personal life that I had never Mm -hmm. truly invested in, but had just always kept trying the same bad habits, right? So, so when I decided to take the plunge in a sense, I realized that that method does work because when you, when it hurts a little, you do the work, you do the work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And when you have that same pattern over and over, you need a pattern interrupt. You need something that says, right. okay, I'm committing to this being different. I'm burning the boats as Tony Robbins would say, right? Like I am all in, I'm committing. And that investment price is part of that. You're saying, I'm going to show up. I'm going to play full out. And y'all, Brenda did show up fully. She's an amazing oh. client. So it oh, showed, right? You. Like you took it seriously and and you did the work. I did. I took it very seriously. And I think that's also a side effect of me having been in therapy for the last a uh, mm-hmm. year or so, um, because I knew how much therapy had done for me. And I knew that you made this program so that you could actually tell us what to do as a coach yes. instead of a therapist, because so my therapist you... can't tell me what to do. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of people don't realize how therapy and coaching go so well together, right? Of therapy, you can really get some insight can kind of understand what's happening, but then the coaching is such a wonderful next step or a supplement because it's that roadmap of what do I actually do? Right. It's the practical application, which mm-hmm. I had memories of having very big aha moments in therapy or like saying things that I felt, but had never articulated before. Right. And then just kind of dwelling on them, but never changing my actions as a result of that realization, because I just didn't know what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, you're right. Like I do have these repetitive kind of relationships that are quick and intense with avoidant people. And I didn't know how to change that, but I had the realization. (laughs) So the coaching aspect was huge because I was like, okay, these are now practical tools that I can implement. And especially with this last relationship that I had, Throughout the course of the program, I was able to use the assertive communication and to make the statements like the story I'm telling myself is and model those behaviors for him. And 
he did use them sometimes. So good. So good. Yeah. I'd love to get into that in terms of what was it like being in the program? Um, and then maybe talking a little bit about the transformation or what it is that you feel like you really took away from the experience. Yeah. I think the pacing uh, module was super helpful to me mm-hmm. because I had this concept that if a guy is not constantly texting me or talking to me or mm. just in constantly engaged with me that maybe he wasn't interested because like I wasn't on that steady uphill climb on this roller coaster, right? Like mm. he wasn't, he wasn't like, um, making it super exciting right off the bat. And I realized, okay, if, if we're going to build a secure attachment, it's not going to go super fast, super quick, super intense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and just because it's not that way, doesn't mean that he doesn't like me. Um, and so that helped the pacing and then also catching myself manifesting my anxiously attached behaviors, mm. like wanting to get closer when they pull away mm. and being like, okay, what am I thinking? Like, what am I telling myself that makes me feel this way? And what is really happening? Right. As opposed to, as opposed to like using the tool of reality testing in the moment, reality testing. Right. And then also the concept of being a love scientist and a data gatherer, right? And realizing towards the end of the relationship that though we had had a good time and we got along, Mm -hmm. there were things in the relationship that he didn't have the capacity to give me and that that was okay. You know, that I didn't have to force it. And I think that's what caused a lot of my angst in my heart ache in the past was that mm. I was very forceful and adamant and stubborn about, well, you have to be the person that meets my needs. And it's like, well, you can't really make anyone be that. And at the end of the day, you have to be the one that meets your needs. Right. So, so many good points there, Brenda. And I think it speaks to this realization of a limiting belief that so many people have, and maybe you had also of, you know, I have to work hard to earn love or love has to be hard in some way. Um, But really switching that belief and saying, Hey, love can flow and come to me easily and, and feel good when, when both people are showing up. And I think even the limiting belief as a, as an ambitious, independent career driven woman, Mm. that there's this limiting belief that I'm too much, Mm. right? That no man is going to love me for who I really am, you know? And that was probably why I dated people who maybe were unavailable you know, mm-hmm. because in a sense, I was like, well, this is the best I can get because I'm right. too much. Right. Um, and I think a lot of women feel that way. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, and that's 
a lot of times why I will work with professional women who say, Hey, everything in my life is great. And I just don't know what it means to find that puzzle piece of somebody who can fit with me because I have beliefs about myself that I'm too much or I'll intimidate the man. Yes. Um, you know, all of this BS, right? So yeah. Can you talk about in how in the beginning of the program there's a lot of internal work and really the Mm -hmm. rewiring of those beliefs and and what that was like for you to do that internal work. Right. Um, I think also as women, we're conditioned to not think too highly of ourselves. Yeah. And that was hard for me because in the morning alignment, we have to write this paragraph of like our ideal situation, right. Of Mm -hmm. like how we, we want to see ourselves And, um, it felt very, I felt like arrogant or braggy or something. And I was like, but this is true. I am a successful clinician and I'm a scholar and I'm getting a PhD, you know, like, why is that so hard for me to say? Um, and you're so I had to and intelligent yeah. and kind and all of these things. Absolutely. Right. But somehow it feels mm. difficult to own those things. You were trying to kind of give away your power, right? Of I don't want to be too much or I don't want to be intimidating. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Right. Um, so the morning alignment and just setting myself up to have a good day and believe in myself, especially as someone who professionally struggles with a little bit of imposter syndrome, it really helped me to be like, I'm capable. Mm -hmm. Like people who are much further on in their careers believed that I am capable of being here, you know, and just telling myself those things because you forget that um, that was super helpful to me. And then also the relationship inventory Mm -hmm. and asking myself, how do these relationships make me feel? How do I normally feel in my relationship with my parents, with my close friends, with my colleagues? And what beliefs do I have about those relationships? That was very super (laughs) eye-opening. The first half of the program really is a lot of intensive work and emotional labors, I would say. And, um, you know, you definitely showed up for that work. Brenda and, and did it. And for those of you listening, the morning alignment is something that I teach people to really connect to that highest version of you. Um, and it's a practice that we help you develop in the program. Um, and it, it works, right? Like it's it like, does. whoa. Um, and I always tell people, if you want to have transformation, you have to have a clear idea of where you're going. We can't go somewhere where we don't see the destination, right? So Mm -hmm. that's part of it, of just connecting to that highest version of you, which is also the securely attached, confident, you know, loved version of you, right? So, right. I, I, if you don't mind, I want to read mine just because I feel like it's, I was wondering okay. if you would. I'm honored. Please. Okay. Please okay. read it. So Brenda Almost is a successful nurse practitioner, clinical instructor, community organizer, and PhD student. She's pursuing a doctoral degree to make a difference in nursing education through representation of Latina nurse leaders. 
She cares deeply for people and is connected to a higher purpose of serving others through healthcare and education. She does the right thing, takes care of her loved ones, and always operates with integrity. She is married to an amazing, healthy partner and is an incredible wife and friend. She travels when she wants to and feels financially secure. She gives back to charities of her choice and loves to support causes she cares about. She is loving, caring, and connected to our higher purpose. She feels alive and happy every day. That's so good. I love it. I have goosebumps. <laughs> well, and I, I thought it was kind of like cheesy and woo-woo initially to be like, she's an amazing wife and friend. And I'm like, I'm nobody's wife, but I have to visualize it, right? Have I have to, to tell myself. It. You know, I always will tell everyone who I'm coaching, you have to make space for the good that you want in your life. And part of making mm-hmm. that space is, is feeling into it as if it's already happened. So this kind of exercise helps you get into that place of really tangibly feeling it, right? Right. Yeah. And then I really like the principles part. I'll read you a couple of them. Okay. Um, I'm kind to myself no matter what. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. I like <laughs> that, girl. Man, that to mine. <laughs> um, I only take compliments personally. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah, that one's really good, I feel like, in my professional life and yeah. in my schoolwork because... Uh, you get a lot of feedback sometimes that maybe doesn't make you feel great. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing. I don't take that personally. (laughs) It's just information. You don't have to take it on. You get to decide what you take on. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then I always do what is right. Not what is easy. I love that one. That's a good one. Oh, these are powerful. And Was it hard for you to do it consistently or were you able to say, you know what, I'm noticing I'm getting some results. I'm just going to do this consistently. What was that like? I initially had it on paper and I realized it wasn't as practically easy for me to go through the paper. So I made it a Google PowerPoint Mm -hmm. because I always pick up my phone I always pick up my phone or my iPad in the morning and like play a podcast or something. And I thought, well, I might as well put it on one of those devices and then just swipe through the slides. Yes. So that was an easier thing for me to do. And that made it more routine. I love that. Uh, And yeah, so I just made it a bit more accessible um, and part of my morning. I love that. You were generous enough to share that with the group, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I really love, and I love, I'm like a total nerd who loves PowerPoints. So like PowerPoints are great. (laughs) Um, So good, Brenda. I honestly am so excited for you and feel like I already sense that you have just become more hopeful, self-confident. I want to ask you more about that in a bit. Um, But backing up, what was it like for you having the group experience and being on group mm-hmm. calls? Because a lot of times when people are coming to the program, they're like, oh, the group calls, that's annoying. I don't want to do those. I'll, I'll hear that a lot. But really? I'm curious, as someone who's gone through it, what did you think of the group calls? The group calls were great. Um, I've been able to connect with some really awesome women through the group and through the calls. And it's just so encouraging when you're in the call and we're talking about a problem and like 
five or six people are like, oh, I do the same thing, you know, because when kinds of issues with relationships, you think you're like the only one who has these problems. And so just finding that community and knowing that you don't have to beat yourself up about it, that you're not the only like broken person in the world. it's so encouraging that group that group healing is so powerful Mm -hmm. and obviously you know we we have one-on-ones in the program as well and those are available to you as needed I'm here to make sure that you get what you need but the group element is really powerful so I would say and I hope you would agree that if you're someone who's like oh group I would ask you to actually consider that you could get benefit out of it. Cause it's, it's, Oh, a game for changer. sure. Yeah. And you don't even have to be super active. I mean, no, you just, you can just join and watch and nobody's going to force you to share anything. Like we don't exactly. go around like asking yes. for your personal information. We yes. just, if you want to share, you can, if you don't, you can just watch and listen. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. I, I definitely make it that way on purpose. I think people maybe have the view that group therapy means we're like in a circle and everyone has to go around. Yeah. But you this don't. Is group, this is group coaching, right? It's like a shared learning and transformation together instead of you having to yeah do like group therapy. So very different experience for sure. Um, okay. What do you feel like has been some of the biggest pieces of growth that you've had or like ways that you've changed since doing the program? I feel like my standards are raised because Mm. I know that my energy is precious. Right. And so I don't want to spend my time with anyone who doesn't value my energy or my time at least as much as I do. Right. And so that alone has saved me a lot of time and heartache, (laughs) you know? um, And then just the beliefs about relationships that, that love is boring. If there's not a lot of drama, I don't believe that anymore. Mm, That's a powerful one. Yeah. Mm. That, that, you don't need to be on a roller coaster for it to be real. So good. Right. Um, <laughs> Moving and to that then, secure place. Yeah. Right. And then asking myself, is this serving me? Mm-hmm. Right. Is this relationship adding value to my life or is it just causing me more anxiety? Like towards the end of my last relationship, I just was very anxious and you and I talked and, I was like in a really stressed out position and the next day we ended the relationship and yeah, I was sad for sure. I was sad, Mm -hmm. but looking back on it now, like a month out, I'm like, wow, I learned a lot from that relationship. And also like my recovery was a lot quicker than it would have been prior because I still felt whole, right? It was like, I wasn't, there wasn't a part of me that was gone. It was just, he was gone. Right. Um, Mm. And I'm still whole and I'm still worthy and I'm still deeply lovable. (laughs) And you, I love this. Yes. And you can understand that someone's capacity 
to invest or lacking that capacity, that that says nothing about you, right? That people can just really be in that place where they can't show up in the way that you would want them to. And that there are people out there right now who can show up in the way that you want them to, right? So kind of that abundance mindset and knowing that you deserve to be loved how you need to be loved. Right, right. And that I didn't have to force it, right? Yeah. That I there there are other people out there. Yeah. And I, I love this in our Facebook group that we tell each other, like, there are lots of people who would be stoked to date you. <laughs> I love that. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And sure, you know, yeah. I live I live in a city that has a ton of young professionals. And yes. so I just have to tell myself, like, there is a great guy out there for me. Absolutely. Where are you at right now? Do you want to share? Like, are you, are you dating? Are you having fun? What's, what's going on in what's going on in my world? (laughs) Um, I'm dating. Yeah. I'm, I'm dating. I'm not exclusively in a relationship with anyone. Um, I, I kind of slowly got back into the dating pool after that relationship ended, but it was only like a three and a half month relationship. Um, and I, you know, I did some journaling and I did some thinking about what I wanted and what would be different in my next relationship mm-hmm. and the non-negotiables going forward, Good. um, changed. And so I am a PhD student full time and, um, that's my main job right now, but I mean, I'm open to another relationship if it happens, but I'm also okay if it doesn't. So good. Do you feel like having this approach that you do now, does it help you enjoy the dating process more? Right. I think that it has made me go into dating now with my standard high, but my expectations low. (laughs) Ooh, yes. So good. You know, because I don't want to be disappointed if I had really high expectations for something. But I also don't want to be like, well, anything goes, whatever he's Mm -hmm. like is fine. So my, my standards are still high, but I save myself a lot of disappointment by, by not having very high expectations. We talk about this in the program of replacing expectations with curiosity. And that's that Mm. being a love scientist piece of just allowing yourself to gather the data and Dating is so much more fun when you can be present in the moment and gather the data, drop the expectations, right? Because then you're allowing it to unfold instead of trying to control it. Right. And you've posted a couple Instagram posts about this, I think, but just shifting your mindset from, do they like me? Did I wear the right Mm -hmm. thing? Did I say the right thing? Are they going to call me again Mm -hmm. to, do I like them? Yes. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. are they someone that I see myself with? Are they someone that has long-term potential? Are they kind? Are they considerate? Are they thoughtful? Why am I always assuming that I'm the problem? Yeah. I'm not. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so that was a nice shift too, to, to go into dating thinking like I'm interviewing you. Yes, absolutely. And then one last question I have for you. So if somebody is like thinking about the program, maybe they're on the fence, they're not sure, what would you say to them? 
I would just say, how much longer do you want to have relationships the way you've had them? Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, I, that was my thing was like, can I go another year with this kind of pattern? And I just thought, no, I can't. It's been too many years. It's been too many years. Your energy and your time is your most precious resource, right? And valuing your energy and your time at the level of saying enough is enough. I'm not doing these dating patterns anymore. I'm going to show up for me and do this for me. So I love that. I think that's a really good question to ponder. Right. I mean, if you think you can keep it up for another six months to a year, then more power to you. (laughs) But I couldn't, you know, I I remember talking to Haley and I was, I was desperate. Honestly, I was desperate to change the way that my relationships worked out. And it doesn't mean that, you know, the next week I found my future husband, like clearly I didn't, I dated someone and it didn't work out. Yeah, but I'm so much better for it now. And I learned yes. so much from that experience and got to practice some of these skills that I developed and see how they worked. Yes. And you're so you're so ready to have that foundation now for a healthy relationship and approach dating in a healthier way. And then I think one of the other really beautiful things is seeing that relationship with you really improve, right? Like having your self-worth go up, your confidence in yourself. So that's such a powerful gift. It is. Yeah. I'm really thankful, honestly, that you're doing this. And I know you just had your one year anniversary. Uh, So congrats. Thank you. Yeah. The podcast had one year. Um, So that was crazy of you know, when we started it, it was like, okay, maybe people listen, maybe they won't, but the podcast is a year old. So very exciting. Um, Brenda, is there anything else about the program or anything that you'd want to share to any of the women listening? I just think that you're worth it. You know, I think that you should believe that you're worth it. And that you are a complete and awesome human being outside of whatever may have happened to you in relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's really valuable to learn how to manage this aspect of our lives um, so that it's not a constant struggle. Absolutely. You're not your past. You're not even your present. You do have the power to really change how you go about love and mm-hmm. it's never too late. You're never too broken. You can take control. And that's exactly why we have this to create the framework for you and create the support and the community. And it's the community is great. Like I am, in, I'm in a lot of community type groups for different interests. And this is definitely one of my favorites because Aww. everyone's so relatable and we can talk about stuff that maybe might be embarrassing if you shared it with just anyone or you might feel like, Oh, I can't really tell people like the anxiously attached things I do, (laughs) you know, but then you meet this group and everyone's like, Oh, I do that all the time. (laughs) Yes. So powerful to know that you're not alone. 
You're not alone. Super powerful. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you. Like I said, you've been an incredible client and Mm -hmm. inspiring to me in the ways that you've shown up and how you've grown, helped other women in the group as well. Um, You have been just such a pleasure to work with. Um, Yeah, you're so welcome. And to those of you listening, if you really appreciate this story and it resonated with you and you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good and have a framework for moving forward, I would encourage you to apply now to the program. You can do so with the link in my bio on Instagram, or there's a link in the show notes. So apply now. We do take a limited amount of women every month. So make sure you do it before the spots are gone. Uh, And Brenda, once again, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. you coming on. And I will ask you this now. I should have asked you before. Are you all right if we tag you in this or if people reach out to you? Yeah, I am on Instagram as almost Brenda, like the word almost. I almost made it Um, on Instagram and Twitter. And um, you can DM me or tweet me pretty active on Twitter. Yeah. And if they have questions about the program, do you mind if they ask you? No, no, I don't. Okay. I should have asked her that before. Here I am in the interview asking you, (laughs) but you're amazing. And I'm so glad you're open to that. Seriously. Brenda is an incredible human. So if you do feel like, Oh, I want to talk to somebody who's been through it, make sure you reach out to her. Um, and you all, you know, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brenda. Bye. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.